Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on many popular podcast hosting sites, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blueberry, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and at www.vhha.com. You can also hear episodes of the podcast each Saturday at noon on WJFN 100.5 FM in the Richmond area. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that is pcfpodcast at vhha.com. And with that housekeeping out of the way, today we are pleased to be joined by two guests, VHHA President and CEO Sean Connaughton and Larry Roberts, the Director of the Sorensen Institute for Political Leadership at UVA's Weldon Cooper Center for Public Service. Our topic of conversation is a new partnership between VHHA and the Sorensen Institute to help cultivate and support future civic leaders in Virginia. And with that, welcome to the program, Sean and Larry. Thank you. Thank you. So we're glad to have you both here. And by way of background, the Sorensen Institute is a distinguished program that for almost 30 years has been involved in training aspiring leaders from high school age participants to those planning to run for public office. More than 2,200 people have completed the program over the years, including our own Sean Connaughton in one of the earliest classes. Governor Ralph Northam, 27 current members of the Virginia General Assembly, and dozens of local elected officials are all Sorensen graduates. In the years ahead, VHHA will support Sorensen by funding several scholarships to help train future political leaders, including those who are healthcare professionals. So let's start there, Larry. What will this support and new partnership mean for the program going forward? Well, first of all, Julian and Sean, thank you for having me on the podcast, and also thank you to the the many, many workers in the healthcare sector who've put uh, heroic time and effort and dedication into the current um, COVID pandemic. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of knowing the heroic stories that we will learn about in the years to come, but it really is uh, valued and appreciated by people across the Commonwealth and the nation. We're very excited about the the partnership because it does a few things for us. One is the hospital and healthcare sector is geographically dispersed across the Commonwealth, and we are very happy to welcome to our programs people from all regions. One of the key aspects of Sorensen is to learn to work with people across the partisan aisle, but also to learn to work with people who come from a different region and the different issues and cultural factors that affect the various regions. So the profile of the healthcare sector matches well with our goals. And of course, the financial support allows us to operate five different programs from high school uh, all the way up through late career. Anyone who is interested in learning more about public service and learning more about governing effectively and uh, politics in Virginia, we help to spread the message far and wide and and your support uh, makes it uh, that much easier for us to do that. Now, Sean, we mentioned that you were a graduate of the Sorensen Institute, I believe, in 1995. And Sorensen is a bipartisan program. It uh, has folks from various political persuasions. And on this call, we have folks who, uh, Larry, you've worked at the highest level of state government in a Democratic administration. Sean, you've worked at the highest level of state government in a Republican administration. And so, Sean, I wonder... What do you see as the value of this this participation with Sorensen and what inspired it, given that this is a bipartisan program and uh, we need bipartisanship and cooperation now more than ever in these highly polarized times? 
Well, Julian, when I look back at my experience at Sorensen and the people I was exposed to in the in the program, we went out to different parts of the state and got to see what's happening in parts of Virginia that personally I had not had a lot of exposure to. Where you look and learn about ethics and about bipartisanship, you know, it, it really provided me personally with an enormous uh, foundation for my public career, which was involved everything from being in elective office, being at the appointed office, both here at the state level and also at the federal government. Uh, Sorensen, the whole purpose of it is to help people who are civic-minded to learn uh, more about the state, more about their communities, learn more about the process of government, and be exposed to people with different backgrounds, different experiences. And, you know, we are looking forward to this partnership because uh, we do see that uh, this is a challenge across the country right now uh, in trying to get people to engage with each other with uh, different viewpoints and with different experiences and to get them so that they start to focus on the greater good. And why we're very excited about it is, as Larry mentioned before, and you mentioned, you know, healthcare is something that exists in every community uh, across the state. It touches so many lives on a day-to-day basis. And we have so many great professionals who are working in healthcare who are already active in their communities. And we think that this is an opportunity for us to potentially identify people who could participate in Sorensen, but then also to support uh, others who are not uh, healthcare-related professionals to get them sort of that exposure that we think is critical right now for this country and for the state and something that we're very very proud uh, to have the opportunity to be associated with Sorensen in a formal way. And we look forward to this partnership moving forward into the future. As you said, Sean, uh, this will develop into the future. This is a multi-year arrangement. Looking ahead, Larry, and I know some of this is still to be determined, but how do you envision this new partnership blossoming and evolving in a way that will help benefit program participants? Well, I see several ways, Julian. You know, Sean has touched on the bipartisan nature of politics, but, you know, healthcare, as we see from this pandemic, does not look at party uh, or politics. It's about helping people to stay well and to recover when they are ill. So what we see is several things. One is in recent years, healthcare policy has been at the front and center of many General Assembly sessions, many congressional sessions. So having expertise to tap as we you know help educate folks about the the healthcare sector of our economy and the public health system you know we're very eager to tap into VHHA and its members to help provide that secondly you know we want a diverse participant uh, pool in our programs and not only is the healthcare sector geographically diverse, but the workforce is also very diverse across anything you can think of, age, race, uh, ethnicity, geography, gender. So we're eager to you know, have people from the healthcare sector participate in our programs and help us achieve the diversity that we want. And then we really want Sorensen to be known for the impact that it has in various communities around the Commonwealth. So whether it's people learning about the healthcare system or whether it's people who are from the healthcare system helping to educate others, whether it's to explore the policy decisions that affect the healthcare sector, you know, all these are incredibly important um, to what we do. 
Sean and Larry, you've both touched on this, but I want to underscore this. As we mentioned, one of the purposes of this scholarship support will to be to help bring more accomplished healthcare professionals into the public policy and political sphere. And as you mentioned, Larry, so many issues that have been before the General Assembly, whether it's enhanced access to healthcare coverage or behavioral health and substance abuse treatment, or whether it's regulatory policy, so many issues that have been before the General Assembly in recent years have intersected with the healthcare community. And the global pandemic, COVID-19, that we're all still experiencing has really brought to the fore the importance of having people with healthcare training into these decision-making roles. And so, Sean, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to focus on that piece of it and having that perspective. We have a governor who is a physician. Having people with that experience, what does that bring into the public policy arena from your view, Sean? Well, you know, it's something that Larry touched on, and that is, you know, healthcare is everywhere. Healthcare affects us all. And, you know, when we look at the quote-unquote politics of healthcare, it quite often does break along partisan grounds. But in reality, the issues that are underlying these political differences are the same. And, you know, people uh, want and they need good health care. They need people who are both professionals and who can deal with it in their day-to-day lives. And in fact, it's interesting, we did some polling a couple of years ago. It was amazing to see 75 to 80 percent of the people that we touched on in these polls indicated that they had some interaction with the Virginia hospital. And so when you look at these types of numbers, and so it is about public facing, it is about professional development, it's about looking for opportunities for people to learn a little bit more about healthcare. And this is one of the areas of the partnership that we're really excited about is providing facilities and maybe speakers and topics in various areas that can support the Sorensen in educating people about what is right now a very, very large component of our political discussions in Richmond and in Washington. But in addition to that, what we're also looking to is, you know, and Governor Northam is a perfect example of someone we'd like to go out and find healthcare leaders who are civic-minded, who are engaged in the civic process, and help, you know, maybe identify them and nominate them to Sorensen that they could then learn how to take the skills they have and to broaden their commitment to the community, whether it is in civic life generally or potentially even for running for office. Sorensen has been so successful in identifying people way before they became public figures to get to them early, to help you know educate them and learn about the state and about bipartisanship and about ethics. And in fact, I look back at my class back then. I said, believe it or not, I, I was in the third class of Sorensen now uh, almost 25 years ago. State senators, delegates, mayor of Richmond, judges, commonwealth attorneys, school board members. I was the chair of the board of supervisors and Prince William. I mean, and none of us were at that level when we joined Sorensen. And that's one of the great things about Sorensen. It's able to get people to come together of very different backgrounds and to help them learn uh, about the state, about each other and about themselves. 
And we want to throw in one area, other area, and that is healthcare is such an important part of our economy and our communities, and it is such a big part of the public debate. If ever there was a time, it's now. Uh, with COVID-19, public health emergency impacting this state and this country, I think it then reinforces how much and how important healthcare is to our state and to our country. And that's why we're very, very excited to be working with Larry and Sorensen team. Julian, sorry to jump in, but I did want to mention also that the current Secretary of Health and Human Resources in the Commonwealth of Virginia, Dan Carey, is a graduate of two of our Sorensen programs. And in part inspired by this partnership with VHHA, I wanted to mention a few speakers we had this year, the Chief Medical Officer of the Carilion Clinic, the Executive Director of the Fralin Biomedical Research Center, and the Emergency Coordinator for the Peninsula Health District, all touched on areas very important to what's happening today and also into the future. Great point, Larry. And to piggyback on what you said about Secretary Kerry, actually, he was a classmate of uh, one of our VHHA colleagues, Kelly Cannon. Shout out to Kelly Cannon in his Sorensen training program several years ago. So there's all kinds of connections there. And as you both said, healthcare is so integral and so central to so many aspects of our lives, whether it's the treatment we receive, the economic support it provides, or the response in these kinds of public health situations that we're experiencing right now. So I thank both of you for being with us and sharing that perspective. Before we go, we're going to shift tone a little bit here, and I'm going to ask you guys both a couple of personal questions just to give people a sense of who you are beyond the resumes and the professional work that we've talked about. The first question, and Larry, we'll start with you here. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The world is wide, and there's plenty of room in it for both of us to be wrong. (laughs) Short, sweet, and pithy. What about you, Sean? Oh, actually, an excellent piece of advice I had early on was it's always when you're in your professional career it's always good to have options and always look for the opportunity to broaden your base of experience and knowledge so that you always have options moving forward in the future. Okay keep those options open. Next and this is an entirely imaginary premise but in the hypothetical scenario that you were on death row what would your last meal be? Sean we'll start with you. Uh, a bone-in filet. <laughs> okay. And how do you like that prepared? Uh, medium. <laughs> okay. Just a little bit of pink. What about you, Larry? I would have crab cakes and strawberry shortcake. Both of those sound very tasty, and we are recording this right around lunchtime, so I'm going to have have some difficult choices to make for lunch. I'm uh, glad you made clear that the premise of the question was a fantasy. <laughs> absolutely. We, we, we expect nothing but good things. And then finally, a question we ask all of our guests on the Patients Come First podcast. If you were stranded on a deserted island... What one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Larry, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, An album, I would pick anything with All Along the Watchtower on it. Okay. Lots of covers of that song. The original by Jimi Hendrix, if I'm not mistaken, but many, many covers of that. The original actually by Bob Dylan. Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. Okay. Bob Dylan said Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, outdid his version. Okay. some kind of way out of here. Say joker to the thief. All right. So a book and a movie. The movie is kind of a quirky one, but it's Heaven Can Wait. Uh, with Warren Beatty. I want you to look at me and listen very carefully to what I'm saying. Yeah? This is not a dream. Are you trying to tell me 
I'm not supposed to be here. But you are here. Just the sense of optimism and hope mm -hmm. uh, that it brings, and a book. Uh, I just finished Moby Dick for the first time in my life, and I loved it, so I would take that and reread it. Okay, and what about you, Sean? <laughs> well, uh, the book would be uh, Ron Chernow's book on George Washington. For album, I'd listen to any one of uh, Lorena McKennett, uh, who is a, an Irish singer, actually from Canada. And from movies, uh, you know, I had to think about um, which is actually, you know what, it's um, any one of the Star Trek movies. <laughs> okay. The earlier Star Trek movies or the newer generation? Actually, you Star know what, if movies? I could make it the original Star Trek series, I always thought it was such a great social commentary for the times. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Shatner era yes. Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Okay. People don't realize just how deep that television show was, even if it was a little schlock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will say to both of you, live long and prosper. And with that, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And thanks again to our guest. Sean Connaughton of VHHA and Larry Roberts of the Sorensen Institute. Thanks for being thank with us you, today, fellas. Julian, thank you. Larry, take care. Thanks, Sean.